the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. A couple minutes after 4. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for listening in. Beautiful day. Lots of sunshine, some clouds off and on. Right now they're kind of on. 80 the high. Clearing up later tonight. 57 the low. Then tomorrow and Sunday, high of 82 each day, so a really lovely weekend. Maybe on the kind of cloudy side tomorrow, but still some sun at times, and Sunday looks to be lots of sunshine. So enjoy if you can. Hopefully you can get outdoors and and uh, take in God's creation in one shape or, shape or form. Going outside and then going shopping at the mall is, does not quite qualify as going outside, does it, Joe? I mean, it kind of is. Unless but... there's something on sale. Oh, okay then. I see the logic. Uh, Eagles 34-27 over Green Bay last night. Jordan Howard, three touchdowns. Count them. One, two, three. couple uh, on the ground, one in the air. Alshon Jeffrey, Dallas Goddard each caught a touchdown pass as well, which helps folks who are Eagles fans enjoy the next 10 days a lot more than they would have, right? Yeah. I did not I did <laughs> not see that coming. <laughs> I would have been in the third quarter. The, oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah Third well, quarter. Very exciting game. We were game. up by seven, and Rodgers is moving. I'm thinking, I could use uh, eight hours. I really could. All right. You managed to fall asleep. That's that's actually rather impressive, if that's the right word. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of folks would not have been able to turn the TV off at that point. So, Eagles, even the record of two and two, helped their season from not going off the rails. They uh, are next up at home against the Jets on Sunday the 6th, so a week from Sunday. Phillies lost 6-3 to Washington. They've had a really rough home stretcher, you know, here. They've lost the last five in a row. They are home tonight, tomorrow and Sunday, to wrap up their season mm-hmm. against Miami. So they're out of the playoffs. But, you know, beautiful weather to take in the ball game. You sit outside? Yeah, just be with, you know, take a friend, yeah, family sure. member. Maybe you haven't gone down to the game. And uh, Suppose and- you have a love-hate relationship with somebody, and you want to take them somewhere where the, where the seconds really count and the minutes go by nice and slowly. Well, <laughs> what better place to do it? <laughs> All right, then. I guess you know that I'm, I'm passive-aggressive. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> you know, I did do a little number crunching for those yeah. who are Phillies fans. This is very interesting. If you if you had the feeling like, you know, this team had so much potential, just uh-huh. never managed to mm-hmm. put it together, mm-hmm. well, it's more than just kind of a hunch or more than just looking at the record. They actually... Take take a guess at what the what the longest winning streak the Phillies had was this year. Was it four games? It was. Really? You know how many times they did it? Twice. Keep going. Once? No. Oh, up. Oh, higher. Yeah. Four? Five times. Really? They won four games in a row, five times, which means five times during the season. You're like, okay, okay. Like let's you know because a lot of times the, the yeah. good teams roll off eight yeah. ten in a row, right? Right. But no, they never got past winning four in a row. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, they lost five in a row 
twice, uh, once, uh, seven in a row, and now they're they're in the middle of a six-game losing streak. So, oh, oh, are they? Yeah. They've always curbed it, so it's never gotten super bad, but they've never been able to kind of really pull away. If you remember, they actually started the season 4-0. You know, that's right, and and this city was rocking. Yeah. The Philadelphia fans, when when they get involved, it's true. It's, it's like crazy. Time. It's true. They they beat they beat Atlanta to open the season three yeah. in a row. Beat yeah. Washington, yeah. yeah. But just have not been able to. So you know, you so learn. if you were to name a sport that your favorite sport, mine is yeah. baseball because yeah. it's unpredictable. All yeah. of the other games basically fit a certain time frame, and part of that has to do with television. They actually, for those like, if you're at a hockey game, for example, a Flyers game, and they're playing along and everything's and and everything's going along, and, and the puck didn't go out of play or anything, but they just stop. You're like, why is everyone stopping? It's huh. a TV timeout. Yeah. They have it actually built into the schedule that if there hasn't been a stoppage of play to a certain point, yeah. then they stop the play because they have to get the commercials in. They can't have. What if the whole period went by and the puck never left the rink, and yeah. or there was never a penalty or something? Well, that's so, one of the reasons I really love soccer or or European football. There are no commercials. I mean, you'll see some of these signs nice. along the, the side of yeah, the uh, right. thing, you know, dogs marching and they're chasing after a rabbit and it's some kind of a dog food. Or, you, or you'll see <laughs> and some you insurance company. Dogs, or don't you? you know, I just go inside and I pick something up out of Bella's bowl and I just it, bring it inside. <laughs> Please tell me but you that's never a did great, that. I, that's why I love so- – one of the reasons I love soccer yeah. is it's, it's – an Amer- every American game I can think of has commercial breaks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, it's a I mean, and it's okay. It's how you pay your bills. But baseball, sure. they don't stop the inning because yeah, you know, too many yeah. runs have scored. Let's just right. but then they have a pitching change, then they can go to commercial. Yeah, they do. So anyway, call, call to the bullpen. Brought to you by Verizon. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. So today on the, our famous Friday show, Joe, working backwards in the back end, we have our famous uh, pun segment. The, now that's punny. today's Friday. Yeah, it is. Oh yes. Yeah. So I hope you have the sound effects ready because oh, I have some fresh, brand effects. new puns ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also looking for... <laughs> new puns? No, <laughs> that's a sheep. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you puns. Uh, so we also have Phil Vischer. You know, we had Mike Naraki on recently. Yes, uh, with the squirrel nap books and the, yes. the Dead Sea Squirrels. Yes. Well, he was Larry the Cucumber. And just for balance on this program, I thought, I thought only... you always described him as Larry the Cucumber's best friend. I mean, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Good catch. Thank you. Uh, but to balance it out, we have his other friend's very good friend, uh, Phil Vischer. Oh. The very good friend of Bob the Tomato. Oh, wow. VeggieTales. Oh, I love tomatoes. Yeah. So, so Bob, uh, I mean. Does he have a Jersey accent? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Trying to get somewhere. Phil Vischer will be joining us, and we also. Oh, you! Yeah. What's that sound? That you're starting a wait, fire. Wait, wait stop! You're starting a fire in the. If someone can guess what this sound is, I'll give you a Rita's gift card. Very good. All right. Yeah. Just, just call me up and tell me what it is. Not you, Joe. Put the phone down. <laughs> 800-560-WFIL. If you could tell me what this sound is, I'll give you a gift card to Rita's. It's that simple. And again, we have uh, Phil Vischer coming up. And we may even work in a song or two this hour. And we have some other news and things to share with you. So a lot happening. 
We'll take our first break. We'll come back. I'd like to make a Rita's gift card winner. What is it? What is it? 1-800-560-WFIL. I'll hook you up with a free Rita's gift card. Back in a minute. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's 412 on The Tim DeMoss Show. Before the break there, I was making a sound, which I will play do for you now, and offered a Rita's gift card if you could guess it. This is just a little something. All right, so I'll give a Rita's gift card to whoever can identify that sound. All right, I'm going to play it for you. We had the music there. In case you couldn't hear, here's one more time. What is that? What is that sound? Hello, who's this? My name is Melanie. What's up? I'm in from Philadelphia. Yeah. And? And I think that's a scratched vinyl record. <laughs> really? Let me try that. You know what? I like your guess. It's wrong, but I like it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, that was my best guess. <laughs> well, and to, sh- to show you that I can be a good sport, I'm going to give you a Rita's gift card anyway. How about that? Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Hang thank on. You very much. You're welcome, Joe. Get your info. Hang on. Hello, WFIL. You're popping bubble wrap. You are correct. <laughs> and who's this? My name is Mary. From where? Philadelphia. Mary, if you can guess what the bubble wrap's with, I'll give you another Rita's gift card. Oh, what it's with? What it, what it came in? What, what 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 was I? What was it used for? Oh, You'll never get it. it was, but... Okay. Uh, it was used to um, have books delivered. <laughs> <laughs> Often that would be the that would actually be the case normally, but in this case, no. But I will reveal in a moment what it was for. Hang on okay. one second. All right. Congratulations. Have a good weekend. Thanks. You too. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. The bubble wrap. Excitedly enough, Joe. There's no drum roll. Do we have a drum roll? Somewhere. Somewhere in that. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's anything but a drum roll. It's actually not that exciting, but it is exciting for me because that bubble wrap was keeping a brand new chair for the studio, uh, you know, safe. We bought it this week, put it together this afternoon, and now rather than having a chair that kind of wobbles and almost falls over, I'll actually be able to sit down and do the program without fear of injury, which is a really nice thing. You know... I don't really build chairs for a living, so when that one goes, yeah, I, it's going to go in a hurry. There's a little asterisk by what I just said because <laughs> Joe, Joe the Hammer Harnett uh-huh. put this together, uh-huh. did 98% of it. I think I popped a couple buttons on at the end. Yes. And so I really don't know how tightly you put the screws in and all that. So I, I Well, so, they, you know, I've been described as having a screw loose, so I would say yeah, that not very— Hopefully uh, not with your— Chair assembly. It is skills. comfortable though. Isn't it's it? very comfortable. It's technically a gaming chair. It's very soft, but it was on sales like eighty bucks off. So yeah. I'm like, I'll take that. Yeah. So it's nice. It's lovely, and I'm excited because fifteen minutes into the program, it hadn't fallen apart. <laughs> nice work, Joe. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's really good. You got it. You got it. Hey, before we bring in Phil Vischer uh, to our program, just want to remind you on a serious note, we're partnering with Save the Children, and we've been doing that in September. It's a great thing. 
And what I'd like to do, just in the background, if you will, for the rest of the hour, if you are interested in helping us in our partnership with Save the Children, we're about 70% of the way to our goal, and we're trying to finish by Monday. Send me a quick text. I'm just going to give you that one number this hour, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And uh, what we're trying to do is help raise support for their work that uh, the Save the Children's doing specifically in the area of helping children suffering from severe acute malnutrition. So this is a, a life or death matter. And uh, oddly enough, yeah, we're weaving it in the conversation here throughout with, with bubble wrap. But, you know, we don't have to stop your day uh, and neither do you. Don't think you have to stop your whole mindset, whatever you're doing, and get all serious and get all teary eyed and weepy to do something like helping save someone's life. Treat it if you have to, just like a, one of the other things you're doing today. Um, if you just text me, I will send you what you would need to do. And so in a nutshell, we're trying to raise a, maybe another three or th- Maybe $3,000, something like that is what we have left uh, to do. Three, three or 3500 If you're willing to do ten or twenty or 50 or $100 or something like that, it can add up a lot. And if you're willing to this hour, I'd be happy to throw a nice $20 bill. Who's on the 20 Is it Andrew Jackson? I don't remember. I don't know that stuff. I usually don't have $20 bills. <laughs> to, to like, yeah, George Washington is the one that's sitting in my wallet. So Yeah, he blinks when you open your wallet, right? <laughs> so, What's this? So cheap. Moths. <laughs> What's that joke? You're you're so cheap that like George Washington blinks when you open your wallet. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I've never heard that. Yeah. All right. So anyhow, to keep it simple for you, wherever you are, rather than give you uh, other th- ways of doing it, send me a quick text six ten five hundred dove six ten five hundred thirty six eighty three. And if you'd be willing to help out with some amount, just say Tim, I'm in, and then I can send you a toll free number to call and, or, or a website too. Uh, WFIL.com is where you can do this. But I'm interested in hearing from people directly so we can kind of have a little feel heading into the weekend where we're going with this. Uh, so whatever you can do will be tremendously appreciated. Again, at 610-500-DOVE, just your maybe your first name and say, count me in for 20 bucks, count me in for 50 bucks. And whatever you do, I'll throw 20 on top of that. Right? Gotta, well, I'm asking people to help. I can't not do it myself, right? That would be a little bit kind of, you know, cheese bowl. So, all right. Um Let's bring in now a very special guest who we've had before, but it's been a while. Very good friend of Bob the Tomato from the VeggieTale series, Mr. Phil Vischer. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey there. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being ahead. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> thanks for joining in, I mean. Yes, the uh, co-creator of VeggieTales, very good friend of Bob the Tomato and many others, creator of Buck Denver asks what's in the Bible. What does this man not do? To, to Rest. Go, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. Do you cook too? Can you make a gourmet meal? Uh, no, no. I can I can make a meal. It it will not be declared gourmet by anyone, <laughs> even with a generous interpretation. Well, we're glad to have you on because there's another endeavor. You're you're a, a labor of love. The Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids. You must be pretty excited. I understand this has been in the works for quite a while. Yeah, it it has. So after veggies, um, which I lost veggies my ownership in 2003. Um, after that, I started working on a project called uh, What's in the Bible with uh, with Buck Denver, and that was about a five-year project, a video series to walk kids all the way through the Bible from, from Genesis to Revelation. And I learned so much about the Bible doing that. I mean, you learn, you learn something when you try to teach something. Um, sure. that we started talking afterwards, uh, wouldn't it be great to actually do a, a kid's Bible 
with all of that content and kind of the same style of storytelling, you know, that I'm known for and take kids through the Bible with a Bible in their hands that's just right for them to make, uh, to make, basically the goal is to make the macro arc of scripture more accessible to kids so they can find their own place in God's story um, and be inspired to, to walk in the faith. Yeah. Phil Vischer is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. And uh, from what I've read and seen about the Laugh and Learn Bible, part of it has to do also with the fact that when children are younger, uh, parents are thinking, well, what parts of the Bible are easy to to talk to them about? What stories maybe are easier to to share, whether it's the maturity, like a complex, you know, it could be a complex story. It could be like a more mature theme and trying to think through what are, you know, what's appropriate. But then maybe you kind of don't ever get around to telling the other stuff, those stories, maybe let them read them when they get older. But this is designed to be more like, let's give you more to work with so you can see that big picture. Yeah, yeah. We we tend to do two things with our kids. Either, you know, they turn nine years old and we hand them a full text uh, King James version and say, <laughs> good luck, yeah. have fun. <laughs> or uh, we give them things that are so simplified and so reduced you know, that it's like putting them in a kiddie pool that's so shallow they can never learn to swim. So they, they end up with snapshots of the Bible without any idea of how those individual stories, you know, they, they know Noah, and they know Jonah, and they know Dave, uh, Daniel in the lion's den, but they don't know how these stories all fit together to tell one story. And that's what kids are quite often missing as they grow up, even growing up in church, is knowing that the Bible is a story, a single story, with many storytellers telling and retelling parts of the story multiple times. Uh, but if you don't understand the context, the story that strings together all the little stories, you don't understand the world, and you don't understand your place in it. It's a fascinating thing to think about. I know my brother's a painter, and uh, he can, you can always tell like, if, someone, if, if more than one person was involved in painting a certain room. Uh, potentially you can see this wall looks a little different than that one, or you rolled a little heavier here, right? Or you, you didn't cut in quite yeah. as whatever. Uh, yet the Bible, despite right. the fact they're all those storytellers, it's a cohesive work. It's not because it's true, yeah. right? Yeah. And and kids, we, we reduce the Bible in so many different ways. Uh, sometimes we'll accidentally turn it into a, just a, a collection of marriage advice, you know, or we'll turn it into um, just a rules. It's a rule book to keep you out of trouble with God. And when kids don't see it as a story, they turn their hearts towards other stories. You know, so if you look at hmm. how many kids, I mean, we just, I do a, a weekly podcast where we talk about culture and we covered a story that millennials are starting to view the Harry Potter books as their sacred texts, wow. as their sources of morality, uh, because they've given up on the traditional sacred texts of their parents. And I think when the Bible becomes just a collection of pointers for a better marriage or, you know, uh, uh, investment advice, how to, how to save money, yeah. it completely loses its power to hold our kids' attention as a narrative. And so they turn to other narratives that they find more, more uh, engaging. Phil Vischer is our guest. He's the co-creator of VeggieTales and also of the uh, Buck Denver Ask What's in the Bible series and now the Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids. Uh, take a second, just give a little. Uh, uh, whoops, knock my microphone. Uh, take a second and just take a, a you know unpack it a little bit. If folks pick up this Bible, is there a, a fairly rhythmic way it, it uh, unfolds and this like a, each chapter yeah, is done a certain is. way? 
it's it's 52 Bible stories, starting with creation and ending with uh, the end of Revelation, the new heaven, new earth, new creation. Hmm. So each one is about five minutes to read. You can read them with your kids every night, once a week. You know, go through. You can go through the whole thing in a year. You can go the whole thing in a couple of months. But and then we in, interwoven with that is explanations of key terms and and even some maps and charts at a kid's eye level so they can get a grasp of really the entire Bible. Because um, it's, it's hard to get a grasp of the entire Bible looking at the entire Bible, because it is so huge, right. especially when you're young, but even when you're grown up. So this is sort of like a Cliff Notes version of the Bible for kids, where we're not just cherry-picking a few stories that are cute because they have animals or they're fun because they have happy endings, but we're saying, let's walk through the whole Bible uh, but do it in a condensed, you know, abbreviated version that's age-appropriate for kids. Uh, the target is age 6 to 10, um, but doesn't dumb it down, it, it, and it doesn't throw out the bad news, because the bad news is a key part of the story. Every kid who's ever watched a Pixar movie, you know, or the, any of their favorite films, they know there's a part where there's bad news, or it's not a, a real story. Yeah. Um, it starts okay, it ends happy, in the middle it's going to get kind of rough. And yeah, that's true of our story, too. That's true of the world we live in. So explaining that to kids, how the Bible unpacks this flow, even of world history, uh, really helps them understand that the world they live in. Phil Vischer's our guest. He's co-creator of VeggieTales, also the Buck Denver Asks What's in the Bible series, and many other wonderful projects. The newest one's called The Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids. We will continue our chat with Phil in just a moment. Also, I want to invite you to text me at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. If you want to help out with some kind of a contribution this hour in a partnership with Save the Children, we're close to 70% of the way there. We want to wrap up by Monday. So if you'd be willing to help out this hour, that'd be greatly appreciated. Just send me a quick text uh, and say you know your name and, and what you want to help out with. And that way we can gain a little momentum and encourage others to do the same thing. And as a little bonus, a little fun thing, I'm happy to put 20 bucks on top of whatever you give. So send me a quick text. If emailing's easier, easier, Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Back with Phil Vischer in just a moment on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 429 of the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Love is a burning thing, and it makes a fiery ring. Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. Bound by wild desire. You've been hearing about the book. I fell into a the Pastor fire. Greg Laurie of the program A New Beginning has written. Today is the final day. You can get a free chapter of that from our website. Just go to WFIL.com before midnight. Download that free chapter. The book itself is called Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. Laurie interviewed family, friends, business associates, and all the rest to take you on a journey into the life and legend of Johnny Cash, including Cash's gradual return to faith. So when you download that free chapter, on top of the fact you can have it and read it and get a sample of it, you'll also be automatically entered to win Johnny Cash's 63-album Columbia Records Music Library. Again, you have to do it by midnight tonight. I'm talking about it most of this month. 
And if you happen to have, you know, your act together a little bit and you want to share the contest on social media, it's not too late. You could actually share it, enter it today, share it on social media so others can enter. And there are bonus uh, uh, entry opportunities. So you have more opportunities to win. Fair enough. Think so. WFIL.com is where you go. Type in the keyword cash or just click the contest tab at WFIL.com. And once again, you have to do that by midnight tonight. Forecast, basically in a nutshell, beautiful. The rest of the weekend, uh, just a lot of sunshine today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Uh, some clouds along the way, but nothing, not, not much rain, if any, is expected. Maybe a little sprinkle. 80 the high today, 82 tomorrow and Sunday. And we have clear skies this evening. I love this uh, sort of a weekend. Beautiful time to get out and about. Uh, Eagles 34-27 over Green Bay last night. Jordan Howard, three touchdowns. Alshon Jeffrey, Dallas Goddard each caught a TD pass. Eagles are now 2-2. Two and two, And the next game is Sunday, the 6th of October, when they're home against the Jets. Phillies lost 6-3 to Washington. They're home tonight against Miami as they begin their final three games of the season. If we have a chance, we may have John Brazier from the Phils give us a quick call to talk about Fan Appreciation Day, which is this coming Sunday, where they pull out all the stops and do a bunch of different things. Uh, but in the meantime, I want to continue our chat with Phil Vischer. A lot of folks know him as the co-creator of Veggie Tales, also a very good friend of Bob the Tomato. Uh, he's a creator of the Buck Denver Asks What's in the Bible series. And this brand new series called The Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids. Uh, although it actually sounds like, uh, you know, the parents who are doing the reading or with their children could benefit too. It's not going to be just the kids are getting something out of it, you know? Yeah. I, I recognize that whenever, if I can make something that's compelling enough that a whole family will sit down and watch it together, it's a learning experience for everyone. And parents shouldn't feel bad about that because probably writing it was a learning experience for me too. You know, I really have to dig into my study Bibles and commentaries to write this stuff. And half of the time I'm saying, gee, I didn't even know that. This is really interesting. And I'm excited to share it, not just with the kids, but with everybody. I would think it'd be really, uh, uh, I don't know, putting yourself in kids' shoes also. It takes time to to do that and really think, how might they perceive it? How do I take this bigger idea or story and how do I present it to them so it's still true to the story but maybe in a way that's that's going to really help them get it rather than just trust me understand this this is you'll get this when you're right. older and this is you know for now this is how we talk about right. it when we're grown up <laughs> so right there's there's something there's something weird about me that, that part of me is still kind of a third grader <laughs> and I'm not sure I'm not sure why but it's it's very easy for me to take a story or a bit of theology and say all right the way I just said that does that make any sense to a third grader and it's very obvious, no, that doesn't make any sense at all, and here's why. So do it again. Do it again, and keep doing it until it makes sense to a third grader. I love that uh, idea. And then, if you can explain it to a third grader, I actually did a talk for senior pastors one time, and I said, if you can't explain the gospel to a third grader, I'm not sure you can explain the gospel to anyone. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, so try harder. There's, <laughs> there's a lot, but it, but the point being, it may you may have a gift at it. I'm, I'm I'm sure it also still takes plenty of time to dig in and think it through. But it does take effort to to, which yes. is a good thing to 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 do it yes. that way rather than just make them come to you and grow into it necessarily. So uh, talk about the story side of things though for you. The word storytellers come up a bit. Obviously with Veggie Tales and Buck Denver asked what's in the Bible and other projects you've been associated with. There's tons of storytelling. Just was that something that, you know, kids when they're little they're creative, but was that something that took off when you were little and just never stopped or Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was drawing uh, Dr. Seuss characters in first grade. 
you know, and getting in trouble because I wasn't paying attention to what I was supposed to be paying attention to. So I've always loved story and, you know, watching Saturday morning cartoons, watching the Disney movies they were making when I was a kid, which were the really bad live action ones that you would go back and laugh at now because they didn't have enough money to make animation at that time. Um, but I just love the craft of storytelling and when you look at a Bible story and you go, okay, this is a story, you know, <laughs> this is a story. It has a beginning, a middle, and end. It should make you feel something while you're going through it. Um, you, you can bring the same, whether it's Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, great storytelling, you know, brings a truth to life. Uh, one of the most famous uh, story advisors, teachers in Hollywood that teaches screenwriting, named Robert McKee, and he says the story is a living proof of an idea. So we all we all have these ideas, especially if you're a pastor, you want to teach this idea. I got to get this idea across to everybody. A story puts skin on an idea and brings it to life in a way that no other way uh, really has the same effect. Phil Vischer is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show. It's AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com, the co-creator of VeggieTales, very good friend of Bob the Tomato and many other characters, and creator of the Buck Denver Ask What's in the Bible series, uh, and then now the Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids. Uh, share for a second, because uh, you, you kind of did a lot of digging in to what's in the Bible with that Buck Denver series. How, are, how is that different other than it's, is it more, I mean, obviously the Bible part is, is printed versus video, but is there some continuity <laughs> and some difference, or is it? Yeah. 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 There's there's some continuity in that when we when we pause to explain something like sin or redemption, I'm trying to use the same language I used in the What's in the Bible series. So yeah. if a, a kid has seen that series, it reinforces the same language. Um, but I didn't tell 52 Bible stories in the What's in the Bible series. We were we were really going over you know the books of the Bible and why is it in the Bible and summarize this book and then move on to the next one. And this is really just stories from the Bible. Uh, so it is. We, we go into stories here that I didn't touch on at all in the series, and uh, and then weave them together into this you know macro arc of scripture. Do you? There's an aspect to this also on the Laugh and Learn Bible where it's designed in a way, if, if I have my facts straight, to go beyond. This is not just parent kind of pushing down information to their child or, or helping them understand. It's actually designed to help the, the entire family uh, glean from. We talked about that a little bit earlier, but um, the way it's structured, right? There, there's a family connection to encourage family Bible study. Right, right. If uh, And I discovered this very early on with VeggieTales. Um, teaching something only to kids isn't nearly as effective as teaching something to a whole family together, hmm. because then kids and parents can reinforce a lesson to each other. So by having you know, even just some questions to start conversations with your kids, uh, when learning is for the whole family to do together, everybody learns so much better. So I'm, I'm trying to avoid, here, hand this book to your kids and then just send them off into the other room. And <laughs> they'll come back knowing the Bible. Uh, no, it doesn't really work that way. Yeah, well, it's also good because I know with the VeggieTales videos, we, you know, our kids, we can talk about the same ones because we've seen them. Oh, like that's that's when Bob did this. That's when Princess did that. That you know, Larry did that. But oh, that's the time they were on the counter with the green, with the blue Jeep. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. And it it, it is it's funny dynamic. It's it's a good thing to be able to have that conversation yeah. and not just the kids yeah, are talking. I, re- with I remember I remember getting a letter from a mom who said she was complaining. She was in the kitchen and she was complaining about something that she didn't have or something had broken, and her five year old said. Uh, don't you remember Madam Blueberry, Mom? <laughs> We're supposed to have thankful hearts. 
<laughs> That's so great. When a kid, when a kid can take it and apply it back to the parent, wow. that's when you know. Oh, this is really working well. Yeah, yeah. Phil Vischer, co-creator of VeggieTales, our guest, also creator of the Buck Denver Ask What's in the Bible series, and this brand new The Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids. We'll keep our conversation going in a second. Also, a quick uh, line again to ask you if you'd be willing to help out in our partnership with Save the Children. You've been hearing about it all month. I'll just give you the number. Text me if you would, 610-500-DOVE. I haven't had a single person text me that they're willing to help out. And I'm putting that out there just to say, please do. And as a little extra thank you, number one, Save the Children has a, a generous donor It's going to match whatever you do. And I can't afford to do that. But I want to spur you on the love and good deeds, as the Bible says. And I will add $20 to whatever you give. We have about $3,000 or so to go before we hit our goal. So we'd love to take a chunk out of that because we want to finish by Monday. That's what we talked about in the month of September. So hop on it if you would, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, $100, whatever you can do. Uh, WFL.com is another place you can donate. But for now, just for this little time we're together, hoping to bring in uh, some folks want to say, count me in for this, and I'll get you the info how to follow through. Back in a second with Phil Vischer, Tim Demarshow, WFIL. One more time, the number, 610-500-3683, 610-500-DUB to send a quick text. Or you can email Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 442. Tim DeMar Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Thank you for tuning in. Before we continue our conversation with Phil Vischer, and we have a pun segment coming up as well. One more time, I want to give you the number if you'd like to help out in our partnership with Save the Children. It's 610-500-DUB. 610-500-3683. Just send a quick text if you're willing to help out with some on some level with us. And anything you do, I'll be glad to throw another $20 bill on top of that. We have about $3,000 to go before we uh, get all the children that we're hoping to have sponsored. Uh, sponsored. So thank you for your consideration. Love to hear from you before the end of the hour. You can also email Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com. One more time, the text line, 610-500-DOVE. Phil Vesher, co-creator of VeggieTales, creator of the Buck Denver Asks What's in the Bible series and this brand new The Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids. Two more quick questions for you. Now you, you got a full day. We're chatting with Phil Vischer, co-creator of VeggieTales, creator of the Buck Denver Ask What's in the Bible series and the brand new The Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids. Just along the lines of your craft, being a lifelong storyteller, and, and I'm sure you've, you know, you're, that's a whole other show. We could talk sometime about the things you've learned along the way. But is there one thing that maybe that uh, for those who are listening who like to write in general, uh, and this can go different directions, but uh, whether they like to tell stories, is there a, a common pitfall people try and uh, overdo too much, they give away too much, they try and explain it too much, or is there something that, uh, just words of a, a you know, professional yeah, that you would yeah. think about, how to, how to tell a good story, what, or an element or yeah, two? Yeah, we, we had some outside uh, writers try to do VeggieTales scripts, and I remember one of them in particular, you know, it, it was amazing, they had taught about seven different lessons in this one script. And I went back and said, okay, that's good. Now take out six of them. (laughs) (laughs) I I want one lesson that can be summed up in one song that will stick inside a child's head for the rest of their life. 
um, I can, you know, pastors will try to do three points. I need, I'm going to do three points. They know they can't do five. They know they can't do six. No one will retain that. So they settle on three points for, for every sermon. And I, I settle on one. You know, a, a movie should have one theme, should have really one central message. And the entire story is an argument for and against that idea. Um, and when you have that kind of clarity, you know, what is this story about? It's about, you know, every crime drama is about one idea, either crime doesn't pay or sometimes crime does pay. That's what every crime drama <laughs> is about. Right. And the story is the argument for and against that idea. So when, whenever I start a story, I'm always trying to figure out, okay, what's, what's the central idea? What's, what am I trying to say? And now what character is arguing in favor of that? What character or characters are arguing against that? And how does that argument, it's a tug-of-war throughout the story, how does it ultimately get resolved? How does it become clear, you know, which side wins that argument? Yeah. Uh, and that really helps organize the story. It's really interesting because I'm thinking back to my writing classes in high school and maybe it's partly speech classes, but there, there, there's that three-point thing, introduction, body, conclusion, almost format that they teach you. And maybe in some, class, in some ways you need that for certain things. But I think with the story, you might also think that I need a beginning, I need a middle, and I need an end. Yes. And rather than yeah, there's, right? there, for, for storytelling, it's a it's a classic, especially for for filmmaking, it's a classic three act structure, yeah. which is you have uh, the world as it is at the beginning. That's Act One. Then you have the event that turns the world upside down and creates a, a, almost a, a reverse version of that world for Act Two. And then you have the hero's uh, effort to put the world back the way it was supposed to be, right. which is Act 3. Right. And uh, and that really helps organize. I, I read a screenwriting book very early on when I started Veggie Tales and got some of the just the basics, but it was so helpful just to not sit down with a blank piece of paper, you know, but to sit down kind of with an idea of, well, this is where I need to go and this is where I need to end up. You know, you start with a world, you flip it upside down, and then they fight to put it back the way it was. Mm. Um, and, you know, they're arguing about a theme all along the way. And events can argue about the theme, or people can argue about the theme, but there's a theme, and it's being there's a tug-of-war, and in the end it's resolved. And, and either order is restored, or order and happiness is generated for the very first time, you know, in this world. Uh, one or the other has to happen, and then you've, you've told a good story. That's good stuff. I like it. I like it. Phil Vischer, our guest, co-creator of VeggieTales, uh, creator of Buck Denver, asked what's in the Bible, the brand new The Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids as well. You mentioned a podcast. Is there a quick way for people to Google that or find that? Yeah, it's called The Holy Post. Okay. Uh, and it's a friend of mine, uh, Sky Jatani, who was an editor at uh, Christianity Today magazine uh, and goes to my church, was a pastor at my church, and we just would talk about culture uh, and stuff that Christians are wrestling with in an increasingly post-Christian world, and uh, decided to put those discussions online, and so we have a whole lot of fun. Okay, and it's just a periodic thing, as you have the opportunity, or do you have a schedule, for, like you try to do a certain amount of times? Uh... We have done it every week for the last seven years. Whoa! We've done almost 400 episodes. <laughs> wow! That's really cool! That's That's amazing! <laughs> They say yeah, I that, know. I'm amazed too. I, I haven't done anything in my life as other than my marriage. I haven't done anything in my life as long as I've done this podcast. Well, and as the, as we wrap up our chat together with uh, Phil Vischer, I liken this to seeing the smoke start to come up again at Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. 
The exciting news. It is, it is fun. It is fun. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like I was wandering in the wilderness for about a decade. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you seen my vegetables? What yeah. is it that I do for a living? <laughs> and uh, so now it, it's fun to re-engage with some of the stuff that people know me for. Yeah, the veggie episodes. I heard there are like uh, what eighteen of them being produced. Making the- eighteen new Veggie Tales episodes with uh, the Trinity Broadcast Network and Universal Studios, which now owns Veggie Tales. So between the Bible and the podcast and Veggie Tales and some other stuff I'm doing, I'm suddenly busier, but but having more fun than I have in a long time. And those Veggie Tales episodes, the first one's called the Best Christmas Gift, coming out the 22nd of October. But the format of those would basically be what people are familiar with. Uh, kind of, uh, we I kind of proposed a change, and TBN liked the idea of, of we're trying to go back to the way it felt in the early years, where the segments were shorter and sillier and cuter, and you know not trying to be forty-five minute mini feature films. Right, right. Um, because it, these are half-hour, you know, TV episodes, twenty-two minute TV episodes. And uh, my favorite show as a kid was The Muppet Show, and I always had this notion in the back of my head: wouldn't it be fun if Bob and Larry tried to put on you know, a variety show Hmm. on a stage where you could see what was going on in front of the curtain, but also go back and see what's going on behind the curtain and see how it's going and how chaotic it is. And so that's what we're doing. It's Bob and Mary with a little theater and uh, Bob has to come up with a show. Like every night we need to do a show every night. What's tonight's show going to be about? And Larry's coming up with ridiculous suggestions. And then a letter comes in from a kid who asks a question that actually inspires the direction for the show. And all the veggies have to come together to come up with segments and skits and songs uh, that can help the kid and, and teach the lesson. And it. it's been really fun to do. Oh, I bet. I love it. We're looking forward to seeing them one by one. And also this uh, Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids really sounds like a great uh, you know, worthwhile purchase for folks to, to uh, invest in their family and then their children and their family's spiritual lives. So thanks for doing what you do and for being passionate about serving the Lord in this way and using the gifts he gave you for him. Cause you didn't have to use them for him. You could use them for something else. So thank well, you. you're welcome. I, uh, I enjoy it. Good deal. Have a great rest of your day. We'll look forward to catching up with you again. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. And thank you again, Phil Vischer. Co-creator of Veggie Tales and many other great projects, including this new one, The Laugh and Learn Bible for Kids. Quick break. We'll come back with John Brazier of the Phillies for a quick insight into this weekend's Fan Appreciation Weekend at the ballpark. And we have our fun pun segment. Now that's punny. That's on the way in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 453 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. We bring on our longtime friend at the Philadelphia Phillies, director of fun and games, John Brazier. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm great, Timmy D. How you doing? <laughs> I'm great. Big weekend, been a long year, a lot of ups and downs, almost made the playoffs, not quite, but there's still a beautiful weekend ahead weather-wise, uh, just to take a friend out, go out with the ballpark with your dad or your buddy and take in another game against Miami and the Phillies and all that. And you got some pretty cool things planned, with the, including Reese Hoskins is going to be on the field tonight. Well, we are going to have Reese because Reese is getting the uh, Roberto Clemente Award uh, is given to for his extraordinary work in the community. You know, he's obviously done a lot of stuff for the Muscular Dystrophy Association of Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, but not just Reese. Uh, we're going to have uh, a bunch of our minor leaguers. It's a great program we have, Timmy D, is that the, uh, the minor leaguers that, that have the most voluntary service, community service hours, we honor them on the field. Hmm. It's called the Step Up Awards. So we're going to be honoring a bunch of different players from all the different uh, minor league teams that we have. 
That's excellent. And it's also Strikeout Cancer Night. So that's a, a, obviously a very worthwhile thing. And there's lots we could talk about. But in the limited time we have, wanted to focus on Sunday for a minute, starting with the fact that the season finale actually is a little later. It's 3.05, right? Not the typical 1.05 or 135 start. They all started at 3.05 just so, you know, if it came down to the wire, as it did a couple of years ago when some of the teams were already eliminated and therefore the, games didn't, the later games didn't matter. Yeah. They wanted to make sure that every team starts at the same time. So, yes, every game starts at 3.05 and it's, Fan Appreciation Day, so fans are coming to the game. They're going to get a PGW 2020 schedule fathead. It features uh, Bryce Harper. Yeah. There's a lot of always a lot of fun surprises and prizes given out throughout the day, so you never know where you're going to win. And then also one of your favorite people, one of my favorite people, Dickie Knowles. Yes. Uh, he's going to be honored on the field for the uh, very prestigious Richie Ashford and Dave Montgomery uh, Special Achievement Award, which is given to the employee who demonstrates the same loyalty, dedication, and passion that both David and uh, Richie had. So congratulations to Dickie Knowles. It'll be a, a fun day. It's always a bittersweet day, too. It's obviously the last game of the season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as, as long as the season is, we – and we're going to miss it once it ends. <laughs> and and not that it, and so you had this weekend. But one last quick question for you. I know because you're working year round, really. Um, even if there are no games, do you have already some stuff planned? Not that you would say what they are, but have you already started spilling into 2020? What you're going to be some key dates and things like that already? Yep. We believe it or not, we start planning in August for some of the giveaways and theme nights and things. So uh, we will have some special things coming in next year, and yeah. uh, and can't wait to un. un- unveil them at some point in the near future. That's great. John, it's been great having you on this year as we had the, the special retirement nights, especially for Jimmy Rollins and Ryan Howard and Chase Utley. And now as we wrap up the season with Fan Appreciation Weekend. So look forward to catching up again. And then you know, next time we have another piece of news to share. And uh, have a great evening. And maybe we'll see you at the ballpark over the weekend. All right. Thanks, Timmy D. All right. Thanks, John. Find, folks, and of course, find out more online, phillies.com, if you want to pick up a, you know, a couple of tickets for this weekend, tonight, tomorrow, or Sunday afternoon. We have just enough time on our broadcast now for you know what time it is. It's our world-famous Now That's Funny segment. Joe, speaking of baseball, do you know why it's so hard to steal third base? Because you have to go through a short stop. I've heard there are between one and two million baseball fields in the world. Well, it's just a ballpark number. (laughs) That was pretty good. Joe, what did the cell say to his sister when she stepped on his foot? Mitosis. Mitosis? Mitosis. Just a reminder as a public service. Be kind to your dentist. He has fillings, too. <laughs> My wife and I have been working on getting in better shape. We're going for walks uh, several days a week, doing some workouts. So exercise is important to the routine. But also watching my food intake is important. I, I like to think of it as mind over platter. <laughs> But just think about this. What's the difference between an angry circus owner and a Roman barber? One's a raving showman. The other is a shaving Roman. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, when I come home from work, I love it seeing family, hugging everybody, and being greeted, especially our nine-year-old Theodora, who's been on the program a couple times. Usually there's a hug, there's a kiss, sometimes some tickling, 
which usually leads to her trying to kind of defend herself and push me away. Last time when she tried to block me, I said, don't get all armed about me tickling you. <laughs> all, all armed? And she goes, the pun, the pun literally jumped in my mind while I was, I was like, Theodora, oh, this will work. Don't get all armed. She's like, Dad, that was horrible. <laughs> Calling it like it is, my nine-year-old. Thanks for listening in. Have a wonderful weekend. Look forward to doing it up again on Monday. One last time, if you want to help out in the Save the Children campaign, too, just go to WFIL.com. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.